AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. You know the drill. This is AutoLine Daily for Thursday, November 11th, 2010. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist. And before we do anything, we all owe a big thank you to the brave men and women that serve and have served in our military on this Veterans Day. Thank you for your sacrifice and your service. We've got a great show planned for today. We'll be taking a look at a questionable aftermarket conversion kit for trucks and learn why the transport minister in the Czech Republic lost his license. Plus, we'll get to some of my thoughts about GM's plan to go back to the Indy 500. I also have a special announcement to make about next week, so don't bail at the commercial. You know who you are, too. With that, here are today's top stories. Earlier in the week, we reported that Toyota's sales were down in China, but it's not the only Japanese automaker with that problem. According to Gasku, through September of this year, the market share for Japanese automakers has fallen 20% in China. At one point, it was 13.5% higher than the German automakers, but that number is down to only 5% now. This isn't a good sign for the Japanese car companies, since just about every other automaker is reporting sales gains in the country. There's some, there's some exciting news in the world of Formula One. For the first time in 60 years, the season has come down to the final race, with four drivers vying for the title. Fernando Alonso, Mark Webber, Sebastian Vettel, and Lewis Hamilton will duke it out this Sunday for the coveted title at the Grand Prix of Abu Dhabi. This really is an unprecedented event. With 444 horsepower on board, the 2012 Boss 302 Mustang will give drivers a real kick in the pants. As far as streetcars go, this thing's ready-made for racing. Turning up the wick, Ford announced it's offering a dealer-installed option called Track Key for hardcore enthusiasts. It's a specially programmed key that accesses a unique program on the car's engine control computer. It adjusts more than 200 different parameters on the vehicle, boosting low-end torque, quickening the throttle response, and even adding a two-stage launch feature. Ford says this setting is much too aggressive for street driving, but perfect for racing. To run the car in its stock configuration, simply use the regular key. It's the one shown here with the white label. You can file this next story under Give Me a Break. Renault plans to introduce an electric vehicle named the Zoe in 2012, but that is a popular girl's name in France, and two families with the last name Renault, who are not related to the car company, have daughters named Zoe. So they took the automaker to court to get Renault to change the name of the car. They argued that their daughters would face a lifetime of teasing and annoyance. But thankfully, sanity prevailed and according to the Associated Press, a judge in France ruled that the automaker can keep the name. Talk about ironic, the New York Times reports the transport minister of the Czech Republic had his license revoked. Vit Barta, that's his name, has been fined 5,000 corona, about $283, and banned from driving for six months because he had a phony license plate on his Maserati. He was caught last July driving home from his wedding. He claims the original plate fell off after going down a rugged dirt road. Right. You can always count on the aftermarket to build stuff the factory won't. Autoblog reports a company called Lil Big Rig is offering special conversion kits for owners of certain Ford, GM, and Dodge pickups. They come with everything you need to turn your truck into a half-scale big rig, from fenders and bumpers to fuel tanks and exhaust stacks. If you've always wanted to drive a tractor tra trailer, now you can. 
and it'll only cost you 13 grand. Overall, the kit looks well thought out and put together, but I'm pretty sure it's the latest answer to the question that absolutely no one is asking. After the break, GM's going back to Indy. Need I say more? Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Last Sunday, I broke the news that GM would be returning to the Indianapolis 500 and the IndyCar series with a Chevrolet-branded racing engine, and the official unveiling will take place tomorrow morning at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I can tell you the buzz over this in the racing and enthusiast communities is overwhelmingly positive and it's considered to be a huge deal. Here's an American company, battered and bruised and clawing its way back after a very public humiliation, refocused, re-energized, and committed to succeed on all levels. GM's design, engineering, production, and marketing disciplines are finally starting to gel and fire on all cylinders. Their product cadence is gaining momentum, their new products themselves are outstanding, and now they're bringing back an iconic American automotive name to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Indianapolis 500. Still the single most prestigious motor race in the world, and they're committed to win. I hope GM Racing and Chevrolet make the announcement about going back to Indy one of the most memorable press events ever. If it were up to me, I'd have it at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and gather together as many Chevy-powered former Indy 500 winning race cars, drivers, and car owners as I could muster. I would have every Chevrolet official Indy pace car there, too. Hell, if I could bring back Louis Chevrolet from the dead for a one-off appearance, I would. I'll wrap my comments up with this. The true believers at GM should be proud of the relentless dedication, time, and effort it has taken to get their company almost all the way back. And they should be very proud of the fact that they're the only American automobile manufacturer with the cojones to compete against the best in the world on the biggest racing stage there is. For more on this topic and many others, swing by my website, autoextremist.com. And that's the finish line for today's episode of AutoLine Daily. Again, I'm Peter DiLorenzo, but before I sign off, I have to remind you about AutoLine After Hours, the best, most candid discussion on anything and everything automotive. The show starts tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't be late. Since John's punched out early this week, we've got an all-star lineup of guests, including Scott Burgess from the Detroit News, Frank Marcus of Motor Trend, and everyone's favorite forecaster, Jim Hall of 2953 Analytics. This will be a good show. Now, for next week, John and crew will be out in California covering the LA Auto Show. They'll be shooting the usual interviews and whatnot, but they'll also be webcasting live, yes, live, from the show floor. They'll cover a variety of topics, including hot-button issues like diesels and electrics, as well as capturing some of the sexy products that debut. We'll have more details a little closer to the show date, so stay tuned. And that's it for today's installment of AutoLine Daily. Thanks for watching, have a great Veterans Day, and I'll see you tonight. <music>